If you've ever loved an addict, you may have reached an exhausted, painful point where you felt broken and were struggling to just keep it all together. I am Kim Moore, and this is Smiling Again, where in each episode we remind you that you are not alone. Together, one thing at a time, we will take small steps to introduce little changes into your life to help you let go, break free of guilt, and live with self-compassion so that you can feel good on the inside and start smiling again. Welcome to another episode of Smiling Again. And I'm very grateful today because I have here with me Chris. And Hi, Chris, yeah. hello, Chris. And Chris, you are in Wisconsin in the USA. Yes, yes. A little town in northern Wisconsin. And um, so I'm, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I'm grateful that you are here with us today. Now, uh, just to give our listeners a little bit of an understanding, um, Chris lost her daughty, daughter, Allie, to alcoholism when Allie was only 28. And that's only been two years ago, which for someone who's experienced loss to addiction, that's not very long ago. And I think it's very brave and courageous of you to be with us here today. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. And you have another daughter, Courtney, who is 31. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, Chris, if you could just tell us your story. Well, um, it's just been uh, an incredible loss, an absolutely um, incredible loss. But as I'm going through it, um, I'm finding my purpose again. And much of that, much of my hope, and purpose comes from the love that I shared with my daughter, Allie. And um, I believe that our spirits go on, our souls, um, and that's something that can never be taken from us. Um, so um, I was fortunate enough to, to find your group, Blossom, and, um, and I think it's just a great place to start with um, sharing our thoughts about how we're getting through this process and um, finding hope again. Um, Yeah, Allie was so young um, and her her drinking started back in high school. Um, And as her story unfolds, she was never one. Um, She had gone to several different rehabs and Um, I had an intervention specialist come, someone we saw in Larry King live. And if that effort and money could have saved her, um, then it would have, but, um, it is such a terrible, terrible disease. And, um, Allie could never, um, admit that there was an issue and, Um, you know, in my experience, rehabs and, um, some of the programs were 
Um, they kept her alive for the moment, but um, in the place where her mind was, she couldn't um, get out of that addiction. And um, it eventually took, took her life. Um, yeah, and just going through that, um, our family, um, I had divorced and um, after 23 years and, um, you know, there were all sorts of things that contributed to, um, you know, just, I'm sure there's many things that contribute mm-hmm. to that and a, and a family history of alcoholism. I think there's so much that we just, we don't know yet um, about alcoholism and um and heredity and all that. Um, and, but at any rate, um, even though you see, I could see the physical changes in her, um, and where that life, it was so sad where it was leading her with domestic abuse, um, just, um, doctors telling me that, uh, you know, she would only have years to live. Um, it literally was eating her alive. And, um, and, you know, it eventually took her life. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's, she was just um, such, such a light, such a bright light. Um, And despite all that, it's like, you know, there was, you have to separate the addict from the soul and the person that, that you love. And, um, for the most part, I was able to do that. And, um, you know, Allie and I were, were very, very close, um, every day together in some shape or form. And, um, it was so traumatic for me, of course, um, that was one of the things that hit me is although we, we are, um, as a, as a parent, you know, this is coming and you're, you try to prepare, but you can never prepare for, um, that loss. And, um, it's devastating. Uh, <laughs> it is, um, yeah. I, you know, I, I understand the devastation that you're describing. I'm sure we all experience it in different ways. Um, I am so sorry for your loss. It's a tragic loss of life. So when you experience something like that, Chris, how, how did, did you find the way to, to heal? Um, I imagine you're still on a healing journey, but describe to me when you first lost Ali, what was your life then in terms of what were you feeling? What were you experiencing? Well, I, um, I had just, I had Ali was staying with me, um, in our family. We had a, a lake home that, um, she had, spent summer vacations at, um, you know, for all of her life, basically. And she had said, Mom, I'm going to come home 
and um, and she had said she was coming home to detox. Well, she wasn't. <laughs> um, they're they're very good at hiding things, and um, but my experience with after that, she stayed with me a week, and I'm so thankful for that time. Um, and then prior to that, we had actually gone on on a little vacation together. And it's those times that you, you know, you hold in your heart, but um, there's, you know, so much to try to squeeze in here. But when she passed, all I can say is um, that night in the hospital, she had, um, she had asked me to call an ambulance and um, I took her to the hospital. And at that point, her liver was failing. And, um, she, I just had, um, I had this strong sense of faith and that what, whatever was going to happen that night, I was going to accept. I think I can, I can safely say that. And I, I, um, just a few moments before she passed, um, Allie pointed to the door. She, she said, she laughed a little bit and we were always laughing about something. And she had said, mom, I see you out there. And, um, and I often think about that now. Um, and with my faith, the ability that I feel, um, our souls are always connected and that, um, it was, you know, so tragic that night and everything, but, um, you know, not to, to, um, to get overly religious or, but I, there were, there were just signs. Um, the next day, the sky was this brilliant pink. Um, I feel that she, Allie's always telling me, um, to keep going and to move forward. And, um, you know, whether it's a bird the day, the morning after she passed, um, and she wasn't a nature lover, but I am. So again, her sense of humor, this bird was tapping, this woodpecker was tapping at the bathroom window. Um, you know, just little things that, that make you, you know, and that, you're going through, you're in shock and you see, you know, this bird. And then I remember later that day after she passed a butterfly, um, I was, I was out riding my bike and a butterfly landed right in the middle of the road and came and sat in my hands. Um, for her, her soul giving me hope that, um, you know, that our souls go on. Um, so I'm, you know, my mind, I, I suppose is in knowing that she's safe as a parent and that I feel that, you know, our souls go on. How did I deal with, um, I don't suppose I dealt with it very well. Um, a lot of sleeping and tears, of course, all the, all the grief. And I, and, um, that's why I think, Blossom is so wonderful because I'm hearing you, um, you know, being a source of, um, for a, a resource for people 
who are going through, you know, something so incredibly devastating. Um, Allie was not only a daughter, she, she was my heart and soul. And to suddenly have that person gone, um, we need um, to be able to reach out. And I feel like much of that, my grief process was done alone, frankly. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm feeling <laughs> the push um, from Allie's soul to, um, to do whatever I can to inspire and, and to reach out to others who have had who've also experienced this loss, whether it's a parent, a husband, um, you know, a sister, um, it is devastating. And, um, but to know that, um, there are other people who've experienced that, um, is so important. And I know I've got gone all over <laughs> the board here, but, um, to describe it, in in uh, just a few minutes is is literally impossible so it, it is impossible. Um, yeah yeah I love how you talk about um e yourself and Ali being connected you know your hearts and souls being connected absolutely and, um that is beautiful and to be able to to be able to hear her say that you need to keep moving forward is, is something that I hope others hear you say, because not everyone has that type of a relationship with the loved one that they've lost. And they've not necessarily had the, the, the gift of that connection and those conversations and those knowings. <clears throat> so to be able to hear that, is I, yes. I think yeah. um, such a gift and such a blessing. And I thank you so much for, for saying yeah. that because we know all of our loved ones want us to move forward. All of our loved ones want us to live a full and happy life. They don't want us to grieve and to be stuck. Um, so anyone right. listening, you know, they want you to move forward. They want you to live. Yes. And the last thing that she said to me before she passed was, I see you out there. And I, I just keep that in my heart because I feel like our souls are forever more um, connected. And she does. She does see me. And now the hard part is to see our loved ones you know, with our hearts and, and to feel them that way. So, yeah, there's so much to it and, um, and so much, um, so much to learn and so much to share. And I thank you for, for allowing me to, to share just a little bit of, of my story about Allie. Mm. Oh, thank you, Chris. And um, to help us understand what are the, some of the things that you're doing in your day-to-day -day life that you feel are part of finding ways to move on without Ali there in, in your life? Yes. Um, sometimes, um, like I said, it, it, um, it was, it's so difficult. Um, if you're just to get up, brush your teeth, uh, get moving, um, I've, I sold my business, um, 
but always um, for me, it was uh, faith-based and just, um, you know, trying to find my purpose through this and, and having, (laughs) having faith that I can get through it and finding other parents um, that, you know, have experienced similar loss. Um, And, you know, we all experience grief in, in different ways. Um, Also, you know, just simply getting moving and um, getting out there and walking and exercising and taking good care of ourselves. Um, Simple things, um, you know, resources, I found books about you know, positive thinking, Louise Hayes, and you can heal your life. Um, things like that. Um, I just clung to them and my, you know, my faith that our souls go on. Um, I would have to say it's in process. It's, um, there's not one, you know, there's not one thing that I did. Um, it's many different things. And, um, And I am fortunate that I, you know, had the experiences and could spend that time um, with Allie, um, understanding that other um, people who go through this loss might have a sudden tragic loss or, um, you know, I did, I did have the time um, to, to be with her. And um, so, so just, um, you know, taking, I think, self-care, um, is one of the most important things to try to find those little moments of joy. Um, for me, it might be nature or, um, you know, and, um, and building myself up. And um, that's kind of where I'm at now. It's, um, it's little steps each day to move forward. And certainly um, finding people such as yourself who, um, you, you know, have experienced this in a different way, but, um, but yet the same. So. Mm, wonderful. And the self-care that you're describing, are these things that you did before you had this tragedy in your life, or is it something that you've started to take better care of yourself since the loss? Um, I would think, um, yes, you know, I always kind of was an avid um, I ran and did things like that, but the, um, the positive thinking and, the you know, trying to, uh, lift myself up with my positive affirmations and thoughts and, um, what I was reading is something new, um, and has been so beneficial to me, um, just having a, a different outlook. And I think that's something that certainly is another topic of what happens to us when we live with or involved with um, someone who is in active addiction and what that does, um, how sick it truly makes our families. And um, so it is a big process of healing. Yeah. Um, you know, even from, from that. So um just, you know, trying to find a, um, normal. (laughs) So, yeah. You mentioned the positive thinking and I think that's, um, 
a wonderful topic for exploring because I personally found that, and I know others that I've spoken to have experienced that when you love someone who is an addict, so much of your focus becomes looking for the next drama or how to cope with the next trauma. And you get so focused on looking for the problems that I feel like we need to rewire our brains to be more, you know, to, to know how to look for the joy, to know how to look for the positivity, to look Look for the joy. Yeah. Look ahead as well. Just absolutely. Um, And to look ahead, Kim, that is something um, I remember feeling right after she passed um, that I couldn't find joy. Um, because there didn't seem to be a purpose without my soulmate, my, without, you know, Allie and I were going to go into business and start a spa together. And, um, we really had such a strong spiritual connection. Um, and there didn't seem to be a purpose. That was the thing that hurt so much. And also that feeling that this person really knew you and really, um, understood you and loved you. And then there was that when that person, when you've lost that connection, um, it's hard. You have to find, I had to find my, that's why each uh, experience is unique, of course. But for me, I had to find my purpose. I do as I'm trying to, um, my own reasons, my own, um, you know, so much of living with the addict, you get, um, you know, you're always trying to, to fix them or, and now, um, I see, you know, you, you kind of invest in their lives and now it's, it's putting that back into, um, it's still going into them, but in a positive way through the things that, um, you know, we're learning about putting our own lives back together in a healthy way. So, so there's so much to it. (laughs) Absolutely. Now we were talking earlier and we touched on the importance of self-compassion and self-love. So what has been your experience with your growing awareness around self-compassion and the things that you're doing for yourself? Hmm. Yeah. um, It's just... Um, you know, it's, it's every day and it could be the smallest thing. Um, just being able to look in the mirror, um, and say, I I love you, Chris, you know, I, um, you know, and, and believing it that we can learn to take care of ourselves, um, despite, you know, such horrific loss, um, we can rebuild our lives, just learning to how resilient we truly, we truly are. Um, so I would, I would say, you know, having a faith in, um, you know, faith in something bigger and, and also just, you know, allows me to have that faith that I can, um, get the tools and, and, um, put this back together, you know, put a life back together after such incredible 
um, loss and that we are here to, you know, learn to learn and on our life journey and, um, what can we learn from all this grief and, um, you know, how do we find that purpose again? It's an, it's ongoing, you know, it's a daily ongoing journey and, um, and that's why I think um, this program is just, you know, it's wonderful, the outreach to help people, you know, find, find their purpose and have the tools to um, move forward and that we don't have to do it alone. I feel like, um, unfortunately, I spent three months or more <laughs> um, in bed by myself trying to, with my little dog, you know, trying to piece this back together and I can smile now, but those were some really dark, lonely days. And I'm sure, you know, as well. Um, and you feel alone. Um, certainly, you know, how are you going to move forward from this? Um, it can feel, you know, completely uh, paralyzing at times as well. So it's so important to have um, the resources. Mm, absolutely. And uh, there was a book that I started reading a few years ago and it was just after uh, my husband passed and it was a book called the woman who went to bed for a year oh, <laughs> I, need I didn't to read I didn't finish reading it <laughs> but it was just the oh somebody who understands how I feel <laughs> it was yes. one of those moments where you just want to crawl into bed lock the door and not have to say anything to anyone or do anything just so you can just be still and, yes. and take time to recover. So yeah, that is and that right there, um, taking the time, um, being able to take the time to recover. I was fortunate that I didn't have a job to, um, to go to, I suppose. Um, I, I, selling my business, but, um, I really feel, you know, a whole nother subject is families that are going through this with, with young children. Um, you know, um, there's just so many, if, if we are able to, to care for ourselves, um, in some small ways every day. And, um, I had the luxury, <laughs> that's a weird word to use in such a horrific time. Mm -hmm. Um, of doing it, my, you know, being able to take that time. Um, so I, I feel for people, um, who are doing it alone and, um, and I think this is a wonderful resource here to reach out and let people know they, they aren't alone. Yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, that was the driver behind, um, setting up blossom, um, setting up this podcast is to reach out to the, to reach out to everybody. But, you know, for myself, I, I was a solo parent of two small children. Mm -hmm. And um, when, when you experience something like this, you know, there's an awful lot of things that fall onto you, but you have to keep going because you have too small little for me I had two small people who needed me to keep going who needed me to be a role model yes so much of you know what I am doing is led to help 
as many as I can. So they don't feel that pain that I felt mm. uh, when we it's lost. It's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, you, as you mentioned families, um, one last question for you about your story and your daughter, Courtney. How were you feeling about your daughter, Courtney, when all of this was happening? Um, Courtney has her own story, you know, with Allie, what that was like, um, um, the ups and downs, them being so close at certain periods of their life, and then sort of being estranged more towards the end. Um, and the, and different personalities there. Um, those, the two girls were kind of night and day, um, and my not wanting to, um, another, another reason I feel your, um, the blossom is so important is in my family, I didn't want to, um, what if you don't have anyone to share those feelings with, because I didn't want to lay more on my older daughter than she'd already gone through already having a sister in addiction. And, um, you know, the family trips, things that weren't so happy, the memories that Courtney has of all that can be the life with an alcoholic and active addiction. Um, so um, now watching her also try to rebuild and she does, she has such a love for her sister, but um, Courtney trying to rebuild her life after the loss of a sibling. Um, how, how do I, um, you know, I try to respect that. I try to respect, um, what they had together. And, um, but that's another interesting topic of how, um, sometimes, um, you need to reach beyond your family, um, because it's just too close. It's too close to home. And we sometimes can't maybe help each other, um, as much as someone on the outside could could benefit mm. uh, if that makes sense <laughs> it, oh, wholeheartedly it makes sense I understand completely <laughs> thank you for sharing that welcome. every time I interview somebody I always ask them to share a happy memory a happy memory that you have with Ali oh my goodness um there's so many but immediately what comes to mind is um the night she was born, um, I just holding her in my arms and feeling this sense of um, that I was holding this bright light. She just, you know, she had that she always made people smile. And she just, um, from the moment I met her, um, she just lit up the room and she touched my soul. And um, you know, watching her grow up, she was strong and feisty and, um, it's interesting because I never would have thought <clears throat> alcoholism could have, um, you know, led her astray from, she always seemed to have such purpose in her life and, um, was a little tomboy, even though she was you know, completely, I think completely gorgeous and this beautiful young woman she grew into, but, um, she made you laugh 
and her sense of humor. And um, so there's way too many, there's way too many good memories, but just knowing that this little person, um, you know, I could see it from the night she was born, that she just was a light, a bright light in the world. And she continues to be, um, you know, to shine for me, to, to keep me going as a parent. And, um, you know, she continues to inspire, I guess I'm saying she, she just is in here and, um, you know, she continues to inspire. So oh, that's wonderful. I think it's so important to, to, th- to hold on to those happy memories and to remember the happy memories. As right. Some people it's, it's the other memories, the difficult times that seem to be at the forefront. So it's all about, you know, yes. how, and how. I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes, um, you know, there's such a difference whether, because, um, I'm a parent. So, um, you know, having, losing a child versus losing a husband or, um, you know, I was the nurturer, you know, I felt like, and, um, you know, there's, there's all different aspects to that as well, as far as, um, you know, where you're, um, a husband, where you're partnered with somebody and, um, you know, it's just all different. All the loss is, it's the same and yet different. And, um, yeah. Yeah. One last thing for you. I like to always end on gratitude. I think um, having gratitude in our hearts is so important for building that positive mindset and outlook on life. What's something that you're grateful for? Well, um, straight away, what comes to mind is I'm just, I'm so grateful. It was such an honor to have Allie in my life and, um, in this lifetime and just, I'm grateful to have known her and, um, and also I think the biggest piece for me is knowing that alcoholism didn't take her. Um, it took her life, her physical body, but that her soul goes on and, um, it lives inside of me and, um, it continues. So, um, I guess that is my, my main thing. I know that, I know that her heart goes on and her soul goes on and she continues to inspire me and um, help me move along in this life too. And, and hopefully can share that with others and, and um, that fit that hope. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. You, there's so, so many things that you've said. Um, and I tried to take some notes so I could summarize a few things. I mean, faith how important your faith has been in in helping you to move forward um the importance of reaching out to others right um and the importance of just putting life back together and learning through the grief i think that's a really important thing that you said that i'm feeling through through everything is you know learning through the, the grief and continuing to take those little steps finding our own strength yeah finding our our own strength um you know possibly that's the biggest lesson here is that we um we find out who we really are and how strong we really are through these things and um what a lesson 
you know, if, if my daughter, um, could teach me that, you know, to have faith in myself and to be able to move forward through, you know, what we perceive, perceive as the worst happening, um, what a gift that was. So, yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, thank you, Kim. Well, thank you for sharing that. So for those who are listening, um, I wanted to mention that there is the Blossom community on Facebook, which Chris has mentioned a couple of times in our conversation. And for anyone who is listening and who is looking for a place to reach out, we are there for you. So if you just look on Facebook for Blossom together, you will find us. And We'll be back again next week with another episode of Smiling Again. Uh, Thank you for joining us. And if there's something that you take away from this is, I think, learning from the grief and seeing who you can become um, after experiencing such such a tragic loss. Um, Yeah, one step at a time, you might start smiling again. This has been Smiling Again, hosted by me, Kim Moore. Let's walk this journey together, one thing at a time, taking small steps, little actions every day, which can help you let go and start smiling again. Don't forget, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. See you next week.